So I kind of hesitated in doing another one of these <laughs> because uh, I am one of those quick start kind of people, right? And to me, it's exhausting to spend more time on something than needed, right? Like it just makes way more sense to me to, to get in there, make a minimum viable product, get out of there as soon as possible and let it be what it is, right? So <laughs> there's nothing like creating like a full-blown podcast and have said all the things that you wanted to say, somehow having like a technological glitch and then coming back to it and be like, oh, what I just did is now deleted forever, right? <laughs> and then it's like, whatever. <laughs> just got to like roll with the punches. Um, and it's nice because like I have been reading this beautiful text right now that has been really moving for me. Basically, it's all about this idea that there's some writers and content producers out there that put out content just for the sake of producing something, right? Just to basically say that they, they posted or they, you know, they kept their algorithm, whatever, right? Or they got their cash, you know, in return for whatever they put out, right? And then there's others, other content producers, other influencers, other authors of the past that do it because they have something inside them that cannot be suppressed any longer, right? That is just like, that is just bursting out of the seams and like bursting out of their pores. And they, they are just trying to find a channel, a funnel to express themselves so that they don't just like, uh, like vomit all over anybody, right? <laughs> like that's not ready for it, let's say. Right, and, and they're trying to channel it into some kind of articulate form so that it's at least expressed and then hopefully it's expressed in a way that is of some kind of legibility to whoever it is that could be um, helped, moved, um, you know, piqued in interest, entertained thereafter, right? <laughs> like, you know, and, and so anyways, like, I am just so grateful to just kind of be in that space. That's what I find with podcasting for me. It's like, for me, it's not so much about, oh, plan, 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 then produce, and that kind of thing. That's just not my rhythm, right? I, I need to be podcasting when I'm bursting from the seams. That's like, that's my whole thing, right? That's like, it's like passion podcasting, right? Like, that's just all that I do. Right? Like, I don't think I could ever podcast if I wasn't bursting from the seams. It just wouldn't even make sense. Like, I wouldn't have anything to say. Right? Like, I just, I'm not really like an artificial, superficial kind of podcaster. Right? Like, I, I must only produce when there's, when I'm feeling that prompting to. Right? It's like, you know, thankfully in the last 20 years I've been in this community of people where every month you go up and you share what is bursting from your seams, right? Like, that's just how you do it, right? That's just, that is what it is. And and I, I'm grateful for that practice. I'm, I'm really grateful for it because it's, it's allowed me to expand my capacity in believing that, yeah, maybe I don't believe in myself, that I have something to say, but somebody does, right? Somebody does and there's that, there's that somebody that I'm doing this for, and I don't even know who that somebody is, right? But it's just like, sometimes our souls connect 
with somebody else that might be suffering or, or hurting or, or just looking and seeking for something. And we just feel this prompting inside to be like, I don't know why, but I need to take this next step because it's like that butterfly flap, right? It's that butterfly flap that will allow for that ripple to be able to, to ripple into that other person's life eventually, right? Like hopefully on time, right? And so I'm just kind of here, just like really grateful, right? Just really grateful because uh, like there's a lot of merit to being able to say something again, right? Like, and, and even though initially it could be daunting to me, be like, oh, I just don't wanna like, I just don't wanna be, you know, just reiterating or, you know, beating something with a stick, right? Like beating something out of its, of its liveliness, right? Um, but for me, I, I know when I'm prompted to say something or to do something or to just move forward. And so I just go with it, right? And so some of the things that, that are meaningful to me right now is, you know, I don't really do things in order. <laughs> so I'm just going to start talking about uh, like a quote that, that really touched me from the last keynote speaker of the conference that I was in this weekend, right? Um, it was from a speaker that I have been following his music for like the last 13 years. It's 14 years maybe, right? It's been so, so helpful for my whole journey of adulthood to have his music to listen to and just allow me to sink into something that, that allows me to feel like I can do this. Like it actually does. It builds my confidence. It builds my resolve. It builds my resilience. It builds my, my hope, right? And so he's this musician and he was speaking and he was talking about, um, you know, he talked about just even the, the reality in his opinion, that when someone is creating content, let's say, and, and they, they get too much into the funk of what I call analysis paralysis or what he calls like perfectionism, it makes it so whatever someone puts out is just a lot more shallow. The more they analyze it, the more they perfect it, like it, it, it's gotten out of what he has coined to be his Zimmer zone, right? Um, where there's like a Hans Zimmerman performer, musician person that makes beautiful music. And the Zimmer zone is like when you're in that flow where you know that whatever you're giving is good, right? Like it absolutely does have value. And then, and then he talks about how like, you know, the, you want to pair the two, you want to pair the Zimmer zone with something that he calls like your expression, right? It, it, you want to pair it in, in considering what, when you express this in this way, is it giving the gift to somebody that I want them to receive, right? Is it allowing for them to experience the transformation that I'm hoping that they'll be blessed with, right? Is, is what I'm creating allowing for those fruits to bear in someone else's heart, to those seeds to be planted, right? And, and something about what he said there just like really rocked me, you know, to, to help me feel even more enlivened, even more permission to do what I do, right? Everything about his talk just like, just blew me away because I felt like it was just for me, right? I felt like it was just for me because, you know, he gave the example of 
Beethoven, for example. You know, he talked about how, you know, like there had been a study that was done by someone. And then he did his own study where he's like, I wonder if some of the most hardest experiences that a person goes through, right? For example, Beethoven, like all of the most, you know, I guess he had a, a 700 entry journal, whatever document thing where somebody studied all of his events of his life and then matched it up with his music. And they did. They did totally correlate. He had a certain falling out and then he created this piece. He had another falling out and he created this piece. He was, he was, you know, stressed because of this certain event and then he created another piece, right? Like, and it was always like a year or two or three afterwards that he created that piece because he was able to then, you know, take all of his suffering and then pump it into something that was creative, right? To process that. And then later he talked about, you know, this idea, he talks about calling it being part of the Mozart club, right? And, and how Mozart is like this prolific kind of a composer where he made so many, like he made so much music and composed and composed so much that basically if someone took everything that he created and put out there, um, he would have been creating a new piece of music every other day, right? And I just thought that was so fantastic, the way that, you know, he, he put that out there. And then he also said that, yeah, like some of his stuff, people don't really know about, like they're, they're not really good. His wording is like, they're kind of duds, right? Like he talks about how, you know, like, like the, the importance of just allowing yourself space to just do your craft and, and just keep sharing what is your craft, right? Sharing and, and allowing for that flow to keep going because, you know, he talks about the potential of garbage to turn into flowers one day, right? Like allow for whatever you put out there to then take fruition and, and sprout, right? In its own time frame, right? In its own time. It's going to have value at some point, right? It might not all, all of them have value, but at some point, all of your efforts will have amounted to something that will have merit, that will have that, that connection piece that will, that, that will allow for the, the beauty of like the Zimmer zone plus expression and, and just allow for whatever you've created to stick, right? To resonate with someone else, to, to allow for them to be uplifted, to, to feel like they want to be more virtuous, to feel like they want to be more lovely, that to feel like they want to, you know, do good and to feel like they want to live a life that is praiseworthy, right? Like, and, and, and all of those things combined, right? And the speaker that I was just talking about is, of course, Stephen Sharp Nelson, right? Like from the Piano Guys. And uh, it was just, it was so helpful for me to just feel like he did. He invited us to feel like we were in a living room, right? With him. And, and he, he talked about things like the most important things for him is time with his family, right? Like the time with his kids and, and the, the time that he's taken to try to separate his work life from his personal life so that when he's on work duty time, he's on that. But then when he's transitioning family, he has like a special prayer every time to just ask for that, that power to be upon him, to be even more patient, to be even more kind, to be even more ready, to, to have even more fun with his family and that kind of stuff, right? And I think that's so beautiful. You know, he even talked about in his talk to like, you know, just consider saying 
an out loud prayer, right? Like he went right to the basics. I felt like he was my Sunday school teacher for a moment. Like I was like, I love that you're taking this keynote speech and turning it into like a Sunday school lesson, like, like in the most beautiful way possible, right? Like you've turned it into your testimony, your Sunday school lesson, and you're, you're totally just, you are just on fire. I just love it. I love it, love it, love it. And so that was, that was revitalizing for me. That was so helpful for me to have some of those things to munch on. You know, it helped encourage me to be like, oh, maybe me putting out all the podcasts that I do that I've kind of been a little embarrassed about, quite honestly. <laughs> you know, we talked about Mozart being able to create something like every other day. And for me, I'm like, well, I like create something like every other half hour, right? <laughs> like, I just, I am like an endless spout of ideas, right? An endless spout of proliferation, whatever you'd call it, right? Like, that is not. A problem for me to be prolific at all right and and sometimes in the past I've kind of seen it as a fault I'm like well maybe I should take a little more time for like the stuff that I put out there right like you know I kind of been becoming a little bit like more self-conscious it's like well like what if just whatever I'm putting out there is like garbage right like what if it's like legit garbage and I'm just like cluttering the system with all of my garbage right like but then there's the other side of me that's just like, whatever, right? Like, I I have a voice, and I have ideas, and I get to live on this world, right? I do. And because I get to live here, I'm going to do what I do, right? And I'm not going to believe that I'm just a burden by living and breathing, right? Because to me, living and breathing means talking, right? I remember being in school and I'd always get docked marks because I was always chatting. I was chatting before I even knew I was chatting, right? The teacher would be like, Jenny, you just got to stop talking, right? Like, you got to be quiet, right? Like, and I'd try. I did. I totally said it in my head. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally going to do that. Before I knew it, I was talking again and I was getting everybody riled up and I was just getting everybody in a conversation and, you know, like, and then she'd look at me, right? With a stink face. I knew every teacher's stink face so well, right? Because they, they didn't love that I did this during class time, right? But in my, you know, personal opinion, I think class time was a little too long. It kind of needed to be like five or ten minutes long at a time. So that you could have like 20 minutes breaks to have so, a little chat sessions, right? <laughs> and maybe that's why I, you know, I kind of lean towards the homeschool approach a little bit more. Because... I believe in giving people space to be who they are amongst their curiosities, amongst their learning rhythms, amongst all of that, right? Like, and I don't like for systems to squash out people's spirits and souls and and what they're here to do, right? Like, you know, and so I just feel so privileged, right? I feel so privileged to live a life where I get to, I get to wake up and just focus on the basics, and I love the basics of life, right? Get to focus on, you know, doing my sweet little home blessings of like dishes and like floors and wiping things. And, and I get to do my little rhythms of like studying and more studying and more studying and then writing and podcasting and, and like helping little sweeties with their different things that they're interested in and, you know, be holding them and, and finding out ways that I can support them with things that they're interested in and 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 just it's a beautiful life right 
And, and so I guess I'm just super smitten and blown away that I got to experience the keynote addresses, all, the, all of them that I have so far, but especially the last one that was just so for me. That was, that was soul food for me, actually. That was my own soul food for the weekend. That was, that was like, if that was the only thing that I heard this weekend, I would have been completely nourished and, and felt like I've, I have some things that I want to practice in my life, right? I already did it today. This morning, I did my first out loud prayer in like, I don't know, right? Maybe a year, right? Like, cause I do, I do kind of just do the quiet thing in my head, right? and on the go, right? But it was just, it was good. It felt good to do an out loud prayer. And that was, that felt good to just try, try. And, and like, like I've been praying to have more faith, right? To have more faith, to try things that might not be in my natural rhythms, right? But might cause me to, to have to like see and do things in a little bit of a different way, right? Um, but it's okay because this is just a little bit part of becoming and it's not with the purpose to make me feel annoyed or feel like there's an inconvenience, but it's actually with the purpose of helping me develop good habits and manners for heaven, right? Like that's like, it's just kind of like my etiquette school for heaven. And I'm okay with that because I, I want to be well adjusted in living in my heavenly father's home, right? Like I do. I want to be able to feel like I love living there with him, right? And, and I'm okay learning line upon line how to do that 